All right, kick stuff off. I'm gonna give you the lecture. You've been here before. Yeah. <laughs> we always go with the famous question, "Who bust your ass?" But this time around, since you've been here before, when you first got to the league, who was the first person ass you bust? Who did you get a business to? Who did to? you get a business to? That you feeling it that night? No, oh, that next night when I told you Melo cooked me that first night. That next night, Roger Bell, we played Phoenix. Roger Bell. And Grand Hill got a nice, well, I think I had like 29, 27, one of those. Yeah, but they got it. Nice pump fix, up and unders, shoot over top. Go through all the arsenal. Yeah. And Roger Bell was looked at as one of the best defenders, defenders at that time. So lead. I was excited I got to cook him a little bit. <laughs> he won the one. Yeah. Man, yo, Knuckleheads coming back <laughs> at you, man. Live on location, New York City's. We got a friendly, friendly, friendly friend who back again with us. Part two, a repeat Dole offender. Set. Yes, sir. Easy money sniper in the building, man. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, sir. We yeah. came this way toward Brooklyn yes, to holler at him. Yes, you know what I'm talking about? He talking all things next chapter, y'all. Let's holler. Brooklyn, we go hard. It's your boys, Q Rich and D-Miles. Knuckleheads, shout out to the podcast. Season two. Ain't how we thinking, that ain't what we do. Like, it's just like, how did y'all come up with that? Yeah. Is this thing on? Well, <laughs> well, scripted, we kind of just get into it. We come from an authentic OG standpoint. You want winning with just one star player. Or the league had changed. This is a story that people don't know. This dude had my shoes on, right? He just talking hot mess. You know, we were just young and wanted to prove ourselves, and you were in the way. <laughs> This is nice, man. Pour me some Henny. Yo, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great feel, 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 great feel. Everybody know what happened in the finals. You came out and was like, it was ludicrous to think that anybody forced you or anything like that. I just want to hear your viewpoint on how you approach the whole injury and your what your mindset. Because, I mean, obviously it was a million opinions yeah. and thoughts about yeah. what you thought you were going to do and yeah. the plan. And what yeah. what was your initial plan after learning what was going on with you? Because I remember I texted you that night right when it happened. We talked and you was like, you know, I got to see what's up. But, it, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because you weren't sure yet. So yeah. it was like from then, I remember that. Like people were saying this. Like, they, they started rumors that night. And I remember you saying, I said, he don't, he not sure. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He going to get his shit checked out, see what's up. And so just, you know, this is hindsight. How many months yeah, later everything sure. is done? Like, how do you feel about how everything went down and what is, from your perspective, mm-hmm. what was going on? When I, I mean, when I was pulling my, partially tore my calf muscle, I mean, a slight strain, it wasn't, that's exactly what it said on the MRI. Like, I mean, I was just. So it was re- a partially calf, like. Yeah, it was like, yeah, my calf had, you know, when you got like a slight tear, it's right. not like a full tear in your cab, but it's just like, you know, your muscle fibers pulled a little bit yeah. too far, you know what I'm saying? So it caused some irritation in my in my cab and up in my leg. So like, yeah, that was going to take four or five weeks to kind of get right back to where I was. So I was planning on playing in the finals when it happened. Anyway. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? So like game, I was game five, I, was, I mean four, I was like, man, asking the trainer every day, you think we could play in this game, you think I'll be able to play in this game? He's like, ah, uh, yeah, maybe game five looking more realistic. So, like, I just worked until then and, you know, checked every box before the game. Like, got tr- get, did my whole routine, worked out, everything felt good. And then, boom, in the game it happened. I'm just like, I can't really trip because I went through all the steps that I had to yeah. go through and it just happened that way. So, and it's a way to sacrifice. Yeah. Sometimes you, you got to take it on the chin. Like, you know what you're going to get into when you're playing ball. You might injure something. You know I'm, what I'm saying? I was looking at you on your warm up before the game and you was looking good. You dunked, you was dunking, yeah. you was moving yeah. around, spin moves, everything was looking I felt good. good. I felt good. And I was so hyped. I felt good. Like I was like Thanos is back. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt. And then when you came out and hit the job, I said, "Oh shit, Thanos nah, is back." Yeah, I, I felt so you, good. I was like, I was sitting there like this boy about to go crazy. I said he about to go for. This is truly what I, I feel like. You was in such a zone that you forgot that you even had shit going on. Yeah, it was because yeah. it was like I'm out here now. Nah, 
What okay. you running up? I'm about yeah, to boogie yo, yeah. and it was like I didn't forget yeah, to really kind of. Yeah, like, I, 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 I felt that, that was what I felt like. I yeah. felt like you was already. I'm going into blackout mode, so I was in. You know, like you yeah, was already was there, it. and it was like at that point I don't know nothing. It was yeah. like I'm just going into my shit. Yeah, and then that Boom. I was like, oh. it just I was in it. I was really yeah. I really was like, oh yeah, shit. I didn't came down here. My J feeling nice. I'm hitting bottom, straight bottom. Like oh, I'm pulling drop. up on a break, and I'm actually playing slide my feet a little bit, so my shit feeling good. And then I tried to just, you know what I'm saying? I felt like I was back at the park. I'm telling you. Step back real hard, like, and then I was like, boom. I felt it immediately. It was like a pop, and I was like, nah. And I looked back, and I was like, fuck, I want a sideline. And it felt like my right foot was on like a slanted. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we're like, I was walking down the hill. It felt yeah. like I was like, this shit ain't weird, shit crazy. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? My left, everything felt normal. So my it, left. it felt slanted, but your foot was straight. Yeah, and it mm. felt like I was walking down the hill. I was like, yo, this shit feel crazy. And then I was like, let me just regather myself. And like, my whole career just went flashing in front of my eyes. I'm yeah. like, all right, what's next? You know what I'm saying? Once everything kind of cleared up and I understood what was going on, I was just like, all right, let me get surgery. And let me just go sit up and chill until yeah. I'm ready to get on my feet. You know what I'm saying? So since then, since the game, I've just been on this grind. Yeah, yeah. What was your reaction to see Clay get hurt? Man, that that like that was like it's like we was already devastated that Man, you got yeah, hurt, and then it's like another knife to the to the heart. Because Looney was hurt, Clay he had like a broken shoulder like, joint, something up here. He so, came yeah. back to play, and we was like all banged up. So he was just like, damn, like Looney got hurt on a freak play, and then you know I'm watching the game. I'm, I think I had just got surgery. Maybe I don't remember. But Bob, I'm calling Bob Myers throughout the game. You know, we bouncing texts, and I see Clay go up. I'm like, yo, please don't tell me ain't nothing serious. But when Clay go in the back, I know it's serious because he don't never lead a court. Like yeah. he, that whole situation yeah, not was like that amazing. Of, that yeah. he was like yeah. out there walking around. No, Steve, I'm I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. He's not one of those walk back to the locker room dudes. Like yeah. he ain't, he not doing that. Like his his shit got to be off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. for him to do that. So when he walked back. And he was limping. I'm like, he must really be hurt because he don't do that type of stuff. So, but then he came back and shoot the freebies. I'm <laughs> free like, this dude like, this like you gotta there, come take the free. He was like, okay. turn around. I'm like, yo, and he like, one of them dudes like, yo, hit me with the quarters on. I still go out there. <laughs> he just love to play. He never gonna take that moment for granted. And like to see him because he an Iron Man to me. Like he don't get injured. He ain't never miss. You know, he missed practice from just being. Oversleeping, but not for no injuries or none right. of that stuff. You know, no banged up. He would never miss games. But it's gonna be good for him to finally relax for a year and get his mind right, get back, when get better, get his body right. When that happened, I said it was written. I said they wasn't supposed to. No, I said I don't know the cosmos, no, whatever. What they wasn't supposed. I say this has never ever happened mm-hmm. to where your two superstar, all star, max players. Back to back games go down with like potential season ending injuries for both of them. Devastating uh, in the in the in the playoff in the, in finals. The, yeah. Like no, that never happened. Never like, happened. I was like, bro, that was the craziest thing, man. And like, we had a great opportunity, man. Like, fuck three P. You know what I'm saying? Like, that uh, it was crazy. It was when crazy. it happened like that, literally the city, the team, the franchise, you. You just can't. It's not like we didn't. And then y'all still fought. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Still, like, man, listen, please. We had nothing to lose at that point. Everybody was just like, fuck. It's like, what can you you say? When y'all both go, I was like, this is unheard of. And it was crazy because that's the last game in Oracle. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't realize it through all of the shit that was going on for me being hurt to us losing the finals to Clay getting hurt. That it was the last game at Oracle, and that shit hit me after the game. I was like, damn, we got every player that had great memories in Oracle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you come to the Bay, you playing at Oracle. Yeah. So, like, now that that's over, where it happened so fast and so much stuff was more important than that, it's just like, I hope that didn't get lost, you know what I'm saying, amongst the people in the organization, the fans, that Oracle was such a special place. Because did you have you seen the new arena? Or yeah, like that? crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that joint is nuts, man. Like they, they they put a lot of work into that. Just being there for the last three years, you've seen the process. You know, from Joe Lake up and his team, and Peter Goober and, and Rick Wells, like those brilliant business minds. You know, they had a vision for that, and 
That shit came together perfect. That's the best one in the league. Do you yeah, see the locker man. room? Yeah. <sighs> State of the art. That's dope. That's dope. It was good to see that, man. Free agency. You got uh you chose Brooklyn out of the free agents that you went through. What you think about all the other teams that made a lot of moves that switched up their teams and so forth on? What you, what do you think about them? Yeah, I think this was a time where I mean you had the best are the best as free agents and majority of these guys have accomplished a lot in their careers and just wanted to choose a place where they can get everything from the living arrangements to coaches they wanted to players that they want on their teams to just everything and I think you know it's only great for the league when you got the the players putting themselves in positions to you know affect organizations like the Clippers who haven't been put in a position like this before you know yeah. what I'm saying like now the you Nets know. like now it's opening doors for like not just the Lakers Knicks uh, you know the, the best but yeah. like Boston's the traditional teams yeah. there's some teams that with a new brand a new face that's starting to get opportunity to get some of these bigger name players and you seeing owners building billion dollar arenas to keep players there so it's only it's adding more service to the league so people trying to compete to keep their players now so it's just it's all like an arms race but it's all fun it's all good for the game it's all pushing the game forward yeah it makes the the anticipation for this season even more I think for the sure. fans in for a big treat as far as like sure. the season and if you're a fan I think you have now more than ever, you have a real hope like man maybe my team could get one of these guys yeah. because before you didn't have much hope of that. Now it's like you see different teams, Utah signing guys yeah. and making deals for big guys and made big moves this year. And, yeah. you know, te- different teams, you're not used to doing that. They added such a cool element to the, a fan experience now because, like, free agencies now is almost like your team winning the championship. So yeah. Clippers got PG and Kawhi. Like, they really had a parade. That was a victory. Like, that was that. a victory. And, yeah. like, when Absolutely. Even Utah, when they got Mike Conley, Mike Conley and, that's like, that's a victory up. for that fan. And, and for the Clippers in particular, I mean, you have to understand, we know from being there, exactly. for those fans, it's like, we got Kawhi. Yeah. He chose us over the Lakers. Exactly. Like, that's, that's a win. They like, feel, yeah, yeah, he chose us. Yeah. Could you imagine that? Like, 20 years ago, no one no would ever idea. fathom. Think about the Clippers. You feel me? <laughs> Come on, man. We were there. Like, yeah. nobody. We yeah. had three maxes open. Nobody ain't <laughs> yeah, talking exactly. about it. You hear me? So, like, now, all these organizations feel like, man, we just, like, one player away. You know what I'm saying? We, you never know why. You know, if this guy might be from... Sacramento, he might want to come home. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like right. we got so many dudes from all around the country that may want to go back to their hometowns to play, and it's gonna open up so much for the league, and it's gonna be an amazing year, I think. I feel like you know people have put their opinions of why you made the moves you made. I just want to hear your reasons in your own words. What made you choose Brooklyn, and what are you looking forward to with Brooklyn? Well, just a basketball experience, you know, just a whole experience and learn so much from just looking at my whole basketball life from high school to college, learn so much in college and, you know, obviously OKC and Golden State. It was just a part of my basketball journey to step into something new. So taking everything I learned along the way and pouring it into my new environment and my new teammates new coaching staff, you know, we'll see what happens. But I'm excited about it. But I think I've learned so much up until this point that, you know, no matter where I play basketball, I'm going to continue to keep getting better. Mm-hmm. 35-7. and seven. Like, you know, we all know you from number 35. You made yeah. 35 famous. Yeah. But you chose number seven in New York. Why was the change and what made you do that? I mean, it was something I was thinking about for a while, you know. 35 was a number that was kind of agreed upon, you know, my whole family. Like, you should wear this. It's a cool idea for you to wear that. And, you know, I carried that for a while, and it was time for me to kind of step outside of that and put that up in the rafters and my personal rafters, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, but to hang it up and just kind of step into a new realm, it's a new perspective of me, you know what I'm saying? And it's like it started with something subtle as a number, changing it and, because it kind of got my vision on it, just solely my vision on it, you know. So it's just part of evolution. Uh-huh. And it wasn't seven, why was, why was number seven? Man, like, just my mom's birthday is on the seventh, mm-hmm. you know. You know what the number seven stands for and, you know, spirituality and just awakening. And 
so much went into it, you know what I'm saying? It's a 777 is a lucky number. You know, there's just so much. You see it around so much. And my grandmother's birthday is on the 17th, you know, so uh, so much went into it. And I wanted the single-digit number, so it's yeah. cool. Kyrie Irving, one of my favorite players. And you chose to come to Brooklyn with Kyrie Irving. Elaborate on him, like, why you chose him and what you've seen in him that you feel like you can go on this next journey with. I mean, playing with two great point guards. I like connecting with point guards since a kid. My f- best friend on the team has been a point guard since I was yeah. nine years old. You know, it's like, you know, running up and down the court, your point guard always looking for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like. Smart. <laughs> my best friend was a point Smart. guard, but he didn't want to pass the ball. Connecting <laughs> with the points, you know, that's always been my thing. Because, yeah. you know, they're going to get you to rock. I love point <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like. Just knowing so many point guards and just being cool with all of them in the league, you know, Dame is like one of my closest friends, you know what I'm saying? So just getting to see their mindset and then being around Kyrie for a year and then having so many people behind the scenes that we know, mutual friends, and his game is flawless to me. So, like, it was just – it was an easy, easy decision to be like, all right, go from Steph – to Russell Westbrook to Steph Curry. Like, I'm blessed in my career to play with – Three point guards, and I haven't played with Kai yet, but looking forward to it. But yeah. three point guards that we work so well together, we set each other up, and it's like that's how the game supposed to be played with yeah. a wing and a point guard. So it's yeah, like I always envisioned that for myself, playing with the best point guards in the league. Yeah, I mean, my homeboy was talking about that. I was like, man, you play with three of the best point guards of this era. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, who, who gets a chance to yeah. play with yeah. that? That's that's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. That's rare, man. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's just. And it worked perfectly, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, everybody shined perfectly, you know? And hopefully it works that way. I, mean, I know it will with me and Kai, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But, like, everybody got their game off and got better along the way. Yeah, I saw that Big Dre, DeAndre, Jordan had a big part of you. You know, I saw that you and Kyrie took kind of like some haircuts to make sure that y'all could take care of him. Talk yeah. about his importance and his impact on you guys coming together and why it was important for you guys to take the haircut so y'all could, you know what I'm saying, make sure he got situated and got straight too. I mean, first off, DJ is a I mean, a center that you need in a starting All-star. lineup. You He's know what I'm saying? All-star player, player, but around affects so much on the offenses out of the ball, rolling, rebounding. So, like, to have him on a team is only going to be good for us. But outside of that, that's our, that's our boy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Playing the Olympics with him, you know, I think that's when we really formed a bond. One of the funniest and coolest dudes yeah, anybody don't Easy know. Big around, Dre, man. one of the fun. He he's gonna make it a lot lighter in the locker room. I know exactly. that. Always exactly. smiling. Always smiling, got a good vibe. But as a competitor wants to win, I think yeah. at this point in his career, like he wants to help build something and, you know, something that can eventually lead to a championship and something special. So, I mean, we got big visions, big dreams, and obviously it takes a lot of work, but DJ is something, you know, he's seen the vision that we all had and we wanted to see if we can make it work. Yeah. You seen last year, Dan Woody and Levert played good on their team last year. Like, them Spence. two guys that have to step up. Nice. Not, not only do they got to step up this year without you, but mm-hmm. they're going to have to step up too. Yeah. When you come back, yeah. like speak on them two guys in general that that's part of your arsenal to help. I mean, it's it was great that they got the playoff experience last year, knowing what it's like to be in the series and being tight games, and I think that's only going to help them. And I mean, you just got to let them progress. I mean, it's just natural for them. They're just natural basketball players. Like it's not like I'm gonna go in there and just like tell them what to do. Like, yeah. They know exactly how to play, you know. And I, I feel like they got the right approach to it. And you know, uh, they already know what the situation is. But, like, Torian Prince, I think that's the one for us who's going to have to step up and, you know, continue to keep growing and keep getting better because he got the skills, he got the mindset, he got the like – he played with energy. Like, yeah, he just he, – yeah. he got all the skills. And I think playing with a winning program now and a team that's aspiring, that's got dreams of winning big, I think that's only going to help him. Help him get better. Yeah, for sure. Y'all deep, man. I think it's going to be – Huge with you being out with all those mm-hmm. guys, getting all that experience from Levert to Prince yeah. to yeah. Dan Woody, Joe Harris, all those guys yeah. getting those key minutes. Jordan, so, Joe, Jared Allen. so when he come in, it's like now when he get back, those guys have gotten that much better and gotten that much used to playing meaningful minutes yeah. and being in meaningful yeah. moments. So yeah. Yeah. that's going to yeah. be good for y'all. For so, sure. A lot of players not built for New York basketball. Like, I feel like your game and the way you play, this is the perfect 
place oh, yeah. for you to take it by storm. New York in general, the basketball culture and all that stuff. How does it feel to like being to feel it in there? Because you know, when you walk around the city, you just it's something. Yeah, know they own you. Already that know. You feel yeah. like how is it is to be in New York now and kind of. It's different. Yeah. I mean, when I walk out, I'm in a hotel right now, but when I walk out the hotel, I mean, there's people on the streets at all times of the day, and majority <laughs> of these people watch basketball. So, like, I'm everywhere I go. It's, what's up, man? I hope you get, you know, get well and can't wait to see you back and congrats. So it's been, it's definitely been dope running to the fans here in New York. Of course, a lot of Knicks fans come up to me and <laughs> wish that I would have went to the Knicks, yeah. but it's still just, you know, all love and you know, I feel like everybody in the city wants both teams to play, be um, at that level. You know what I'm saying? It's only going to be good for the whole city. So it's been cool, man. Nothing but great vibes. That's the one thing that is definitely great about New York sports fans. Even if you're not their particular player, somebody like you, at your, you know, at the level you are in your career, they have a higher level of yeah. respect for you and always want to show that love and appreciation. Yeah. Like, yo, that's KD, yeah. son. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Going to run up and be hype, want to yeah. take pictures. And yeah. even though you didn't here. choose the Knicks, they still mm-hmm. going to, you going to get a lot of that. Yeah, it's always love from here. It's like respect here. It's like, you know, somebody see you across the street, they're not going to run across. They're just going to give you a head and let you know that they respect Word. what you do, you know. And and I think that's a cool part of the city. And, you know, obviously, it's, it's my first few weeks, who knows what's going to happen if we hit a skid and we lose two or three in a row. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you never know how stuff goes in the, you know, the ups and downs of a season. But just the passion that everybody has here for sports, not just the Nets, but you know, obviously the Ness is at the lower the totem pole right. here in New York, but everybody just has love for sports in general. In L.A., you know, you got the Lakers. Around here, you got the Knicks. With Kawhi and Paul George going to the Clippers, they trying to kind of change the narrative, steal some of them L.A. fans. You being in Brooklyn. Yeah. You look forward to stealing some of them Knicks fans <laughs> and bringing them on on board over there in Man, Brooklyn. Man, it's going to be hard to do that. You know, this team, you know, Lakers, Knicks are just staples in our game, you know, so the the love for those teams have been I've gone like 40, 50, 60 years it's in their blood it's huh? in their blood <laughs> it's, it's cross generations so you're not expecting to convert Knicks fans they just want to convert people that probably never watched basketball before you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying to come in and see something new and enjoy your show you know so new basketball fans I'm sure those are the ones that we're we going to try to turn into you know Nets fans how happy was you for Russell and James getting the opportunity to play together. I know when, like, yeah. like, what was your reaction when you actually seen that Russell was going to play with James? It was, it was definitely crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like, um, how that whole trade went about. First off, PG starting it off. You yeah. know, going to the Clippers. And then you know, like you said, with the when you was with the Clippers, like you seen it from the beginning. Like I seen OKC from the beginning, and then like and I never would expect expected anybody to leave. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And now to see all of us, you know, gone, and now Russ and James on the same team, and like it's cool for them because they reunited and they yeah. gonna have some new energy and new life around the team. And as a me sitting out and as a fan now, yeah. I can look at it from a fan perspective. Like I'm really excited to see how those two work because I don't know. You yeah. know, it's like yeah, I'm, to be real, like if. It, like different players I probably can see how they can fit together yeah. like those two I don't see exactly how it's, how it's, how it's gonna, gonna work. work yet but I know it's gonna be like spectacular you know what I'm saying yeah. like I don't I don't, under, I can't understand it from a basketball standpoint right yeah. now Yeah. but like I know they're gonna figure it out and work it out because those two are the most talented players in the league like we ever seen in the league yeah. you know what I'm saying Russ did you feel like it was time for a new beginning for him yeah for like sure he needs to kind of go somewhere not really reinvent himself, but just go somewhere and just kind of feel like a start over for him. Yeah, I feel yeah. all the pressure. Okay, see. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's my third team, so I'm all yeah. for like restarts and like kind of re, just a pivot in your yeah. career. Not in, not even a pivot, but just like a new, fresh look. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I felt like for him, like going into a, a different city. You know, after playing somewhere for so long and a new, just a whole new organization, new feel, I know it's going to be different for him. I know it's going to be just a totally different organization from what it was with the Thunder. Like, you know, just how they operate is just different. You know what I'm saying? Different GM, different philosophies on how they play. You know what I'm saying? So this whole NBA experience is like Harvard. You know, we're supposed to learn everything and every small part about each organization we come across, whether it's through a meeting or if we get traded there. Like, so I feel like he only going to learn from this experience. Yeah, he, he he's one of my 
favorite players to watch even still. I'm happy he got a chance to get out of that scenario because I don't know how he would have did yeah. being in that rebuilding scenario yeah. while they getting a you know getting kicked kicked around yeah. every year. Yeah. You know how competitive and how hard and how much he pours in the game. I didn't want to see him have to go through that type of losing yeah, He scenario. too experienced he, he in the league. He deserves the opportunity to stay player, competitive. Yeah, any all-star player like that who's been an all-star for eight, nine years, like obviously that would be great for that young team, but like they deserve to – like their timelines is different. So I just felt like and he needed to be around veteran players and he made the right choice about wanting to get I out of there. I have a high level of respect for the, you know, for the Thunder and everybody over there for doing it that way, for, yeah. for respecting him and not, yeah. you know, not making him kind of, so to speak, have an ugly exit. They kind of yeah. granted him a graceful exit, yeah. not him forcing his way out. He seems yeah. like to the fans, he'll always be beloved. Oh, he never sure. bailed on him or whatever. Yeah. And he, even it came to the point where well, he, he should go now because yeah. he deserves a chance yeah. to compete. So I, I was glad he got to go out like that. Everybody doesn't get that opportunity yeah. in those situations. Especially when I left there and he had to f- basically patch everything up for that Word. year until they got PG. So like, And he strapped up he and, strapped and, up and, and went in. Thing. That's why like, you got to yeah. respect And I think, I think everybody there – he always be immortalized there. Like, he don't have a statue there. He going to have streets named after Straight him. Straight up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and, and forget all this other stuff. To look out from the outside looking in, it's just like a human being to see somebody come up from not even recruited to that. Yeah. Like, to that's that. a come up right there. For real. Me. You know that's what I'm saying? Real. So, like, he stamped, you know what I'm saying, in a, in a, in a legit NBA city. Like, that's dope Word. to me. As one of the first ones. Like, Amen. not a lot of people got that opportunity. For real. You know, right now in this time, you know, guys can kind of control the narrative. Yeah. You know, they can kind of switch up their career instead of letting teams kind of control or yeah. seeing you here, there, everywhere. NFL, you're starting to see a lot of guys yelling out, I want to trade, mm-hmm. which, is, you know, it's not really like that in the NFL yeah. and so forth. On. In the NFL, do you think that that's, be, that's good for their game? Because I know I was seeing Steve Young on the countdown, and he was saying this is not our game, and we don't. This is not the NBA. And I was like, man, but if I don't want to play here, like, why is you making me play? I want to play football, but I might not want to play here no more. The game is played on the field, like. These dudes come to work every day. Like, football players, I admire them so much because the level of focus they got to have every day, Man. every play, every rep. Like, like people can't – people don't have that while much stamina. While crashing your body. Yeah, while crashing your body. Like, they don't have that much stamina to even – to think like that mentally and, and to play like that physically. So, like – let these dudes they do so much for this game for yeah. these owners like at least let them have a little something if Jalen Ramsey want to get go to another team like what's the big deal about it like yeah. I don't see it hurting the league at all it's like yeah. people get traded it cut and we don't hear nothing about it the next day but the best player at his position want to go to another team like I don't see the problem with it, Steve Young. Like, yeah. who cares? I didn't like yeah. that he said, like, oh, what is this becoming? Be like, what did you – that was, like, said in a negative way. Like, yeah. people like, – they them NFL players wish they had the, you know, the security yeah. that the NBA players had with the contracts and all of that. Yeah. There's too much focus on what goes on in, at the negotiating table and less focus – it should be more focused on what these dudes do on the field. Obviously, that sells, that sells you know, and we get it, but, like – you know, there's a lot of division within like players, ownership, just everything. I feel like uh, you know, down with Jay Z partnering with the NFL, um, I thought that's gonna do nothing but good for yeah. you know any division that we have within you know the community, the black community, especially yeah. in the NFL. So I mean. I, I feel like people need to be patient yeah, for and sure. see what's going on because I feel like as soon as it happened, there was a lot of rush to judgment before any type of action was. And I have mm, nothing sure. don't happen for a while, and it's like, what's going on? Then you can start to have your murmurs or yeah. something, but like, don't jump on something before it even do anything. Yeah, I mean, Jay Z has done nothing but great for anybody that he's touched. You know, he's affected so many lives. So you know, if Whatever he said he's going to do, I believe he's going to do, yeah. you know. So I think, like you said, everybody should just be patient. And whatever they're expecting out of it, I mean, I was never expecting too much. You know, I'm sure having Jay-Z as a partner is going to be cool. But, like, everybody should just be patient and let's see how it work out. I don't know somebody who, who in the league, like you in a situation this year where you're going to have to rehab and sit out and, and, and be watching and be a spectator. So for you – 
who is somebody that the average fan or maybe even us, we wouldn't expect that like KD love watching this dude mm. play. Like who you, yeah, whether it's they question. work, the way they hoop, whatever yeah. it may be, something that you just like about them that yeah. the world, like everybody love LeBron, everybody yeah. love Dame. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. the obvious people we know, but who's somebody that's under the radar that we may not know about and what you see and what you like it's about it? I mean, I, Lou Will is probably the number one guy. I feel like Underground he's, King. I feel like he's a Hall of Famer. I Underground like, King. Yeah, I, f- I feel like he's one of those guys that uh, is a culture changer as far as, like, setting the lane for players, you know, being that undersized 6'2", 6'3", not a point guard, Score. not a two-guard, but just a player, you know. He's, he put a lane, um, opened the lane for a lot of players. Obviously, I still love watching Jamal Crawford. And the two boys, they might have to – I don't know who they're going to name the six-man exactly. trophy out of both exactly. of them, one or the other, split exactly. it. Yeah, I feel like Jamal still could win the six-man of the year award today. Uh, it's unfortunate that he's not on the team right now, but, like, he's – Fix it, NBA. Yeah, somebody Young Jamal already yeah. right now, yeah. ready to bop-bop somebody. He had 50, he had 50 50 last, year. last Come game. Come on, he had 50 points at that age. Like, he's phenomenal, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I like the real hoopers like that, that don't really have a position, don't really, like – you know, they're not going to wow you on a stat sheet, but they're going to get a bucket. You're going to know they're out there. You know, I like a lot of bigs that just play strong and hard, too. I mean, I like watching – I like Andre Drummond when he on the boards. You know what I'm saying? He's dominant when, on, when, when on the buddy, boards. When, young, I, when I work for the Pistons, I would tell them, I can tell when you when you hooping yeah. and when you BS. Like yeah. if, if it's like the first six seven minutes, if you ain't got seven eight rebounds, yeah. you, you BSing. Yeah. I used yeah. to tell him that on the day. Like he, I want to see you get twenty him. or thirty Man. rebounds. He, I want to see. Yeah, he 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 got a he got a skill for that. Like he he up special. there. Special. Yeah, yeah he's he'll special. be all time great. Like yeah. all, like yeah, I don't special. care what else he does. Yeah, he will special. be an all time great rebounder yeah, when he get one. He, can, he has a knack. I think he can get twenty a game if he put his mind to it. Um, that's tough to say. I mean, because they playing such a spread game over there in Detroit. But like, he's special on the boards. I like watching him and playing against him. Like, you don't realize how strong he is. Like, he one of the strongest in the game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I like Andre a lot. I think Baby once he Huey, gets with boy. it, he get a great point guard. That like, it's just a great system. You know, I think with D Rose this year, they gonna t- toss that lob up to him. Like D Rose know exactly how to play. You know what I'm saying? Get some vets around him. I like. I, I really like Andre Drummond. You know, he, he's, he's fun to watch. One of the most like, athletic yeah. big guys that there's ever been. Yeah, like, he like, never gets hurt, and he he's like yeah, he's yeah. a workhorse. I, I mean, so many guys. You know, Trevor Reza, Cuddy Cuz. You know what I'm saying? Just Cuddy Cuz. Dudes that play their role really. He's solid. Solid and know he's exactly solid, what they're yeah. gonna do out there. Trevor going lock in. He gonna knock down a three. Now he playing off the pick and roll. Even more. like he got better at year 15, 16. That's like. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know what I mean? He's he he playing a different game at this age. That's, I like I like seeing players like that. Who is a young guy in the league that you you've seen play over these last couple of years that you're like, oh, he gonna be something as he steady continue to get better? De'Aaron Fox, I think he gonna be a stud, like a star in the league, like a perennial All Star. Once their team gets better, I like that. Yeah. And his speed is something you can't teach. Like his. his Scary. He's in a mode of like D Rose, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, mm-hmm. his. Uh, I think he's gonna be a star. Um, I really think Lonzo can be pretty good too. You like Lonzo? I like Lonzo a lot. I think I held him to such a high standard when he got into the league. Yeah. I had to realize what he was as a player. Like he's just a do everything. Like you don't notice he out there, but. Yeah. Until you make a flashy pass, but outside of that, he gonna just play solid, play defense, make the right plays, never complain, like never argue to the ref, never distract you. Like he, I like where he is as a player. Like, I, f- I feel like him. He's uh, he's one of those players that any given night, that's what he gonna give you. If if you need the assist, he gonna get you the assist. If you need the points from him, you gonna get you the points. Yeah. You need him to play defense, or yeah. I feel like he he all around yeah. like that. He's not really not no one thing, and I feel yeah. like that with that. You can you can shy away from his his value, but it's like he's valuable because he can bring whatever yeah. you, that team need that night. I think his value. A lot of people put stock in what his what his father said. Yeah, coming into the league, the hype that his father put on him. Yeah. Like a lot, yeah, a lot of people held him up they to that put, standard. They, first of all, I feel like it was unfair prior to his dad doing whatever he did. You had like the general fan or whoever 
began to feel one way or the other about him, they never had a reason to dislike Lonzo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And throughout, he never gave you a reason to dislike Lonzo. Yeah. Only dislike that you could possibly have for Lonzo was because of what LeVar yep. was doing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see, and you know, you were his teammate. Steph ain't the type of person that's like, I'm about to bust this kid's ass. But when you hear somebody tell the world, this kid who ain't never played oh, no, in the Steph league like is better than him. Oh, no, I'm about to bust his ass now. <laughs> Steph like that. He well, even if he wasn't. He don't say it, He might be like, you know, he might. <laughs> 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 That's you what I'm saying. But he feeling that. He thinking that. Up and there. you should. And All so of us. But like, Lonzo, he was like, yeah, like, I heard what your pops was saying. He ain't say that. But me and this knowing, I'm like, Steph but that's what I'm saying. Was, like, you know that's unfair. That, that put a target on his back. And when yeah. I seen. <laughs> that's <laughs> unfair, First game against Pat Bev. Like, oh, my God. But <laughs> like, I told you. I say, I say, yo, if anybody, that was the perfect, perfect. worst first game ever. Yeah, that was perfect. Like, this guy here is the guy. Like, come yeah. on, dog. Yeah. Pat so, Bev, who yeah. don't, what? Don't care? Like, oh, it was, I said, yeah. I told him, I said, yo. And he was talking before the game, oh, you think he about to show out tonight? Yeah. Nah, nah. I think I think Lonzo ready for that bump though. Right? Nah, he he, he ready nice, for that, bro. He for real six he ready five for that. plus like, these. and he locking in on D like he picking you up full court. Bruh, he making the right plays. Like I, I, at first the way he shot the ball, he wasn't shooting the well. I was like, come on now, forget about any of that. Just think yeah. about what I'm about to say. Forget his form, fluky, all that. Yeah. All that was there. If you take away what his dad had put out there, the man averaged twelve. What was it? Twelve seven and seven. Yeah, nobody. Bruh. Ain't nobody doing that. Nah. It was the ball was set too ball high. Ball was set too high. That was yeah. unbelievable for a rookie point guard. That's like That's one of the hardest positions to come yeah. to the league and get put right in the fire. On the Lakers with all of this stuff. Yeah. Man, average like 12, 7. Bro, I 7 wish I would have averaged that my 7 and 7? <laughs> like, bro, that's tough. Bro. That's tough. Okay, he, didn't what shoot you the, he didn't shoot that, the ball particularly well, but I was just like, I had to stop. Really, I just had to stop listening to everybody else. I'm like, let me just sit here and analyze this dude again. I'm like, oh, he's he a problem. He's subtle with it. Like, he'll take you out all your action from just like playing hard as shit. You know what I'm saying? Dudes don't do that no more. You know, he'll pick you up and get in the passing lane and then he'll just turn the whole game. I like him. Last year in the playoffs, as basketball players, like we understood where like you was coming from of like playing within the game plan. When you was playing against the Clippers and you weren't taking as many shots as possible, but you mm-hmm. was playing within your yeah. game plan and make sure you was hitting the open guy. You yeah. wasn't just forcing a lot of shots over, over two people. One of my favorite quotes from last year's uh, that you said when you said like, "You don't know who I am. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm Kevin yeah, Durant." Yeah, yeah. Explain to me that game though that the you next had. Game that or next the game before the one when I because we had lost that game. No, the game, the game that's in in L. A. That oh, you went three. three. Game three. Uh, yeah, because after that game too, like. We had been playing a certain way where everybody was touching a rock, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I wasn't getting 20 shots. I was getting yeah. more like 14 to 17 shots a night yeah. for like the last two, like month and a half of the season. So I went into that, approached the game that same way in the playoffs and game two. Like, we were up 30 points. We should have won that game. Mm-hmm. But they came back and beat us. And the way I was playing, like, I only took, like, eight shots. And I could have forced it a little bit more, but I, I just wanted us to keep playing the same way because yeah. we were up. Our defense is the reason keep why we lost. Moving. So, like, every, all that shit came out. Everybody wanted to talk to me about Patrick Beverly, and I'm just like, are you serious? Yeah, like, point guard. Like, I like Pat Beverly, yeah. but he just, and like, yeah. Can't go I just, you at yeah, all. Yeah, just too small. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's something that we can't control. Like, yeah. you can't control being uh, seven inches shorter than me. So, like, you know, I I can score on this dude whenever. Like, but we lost the game, and when you lose a playoff game, then everybody just turned up a little bit more. Yeah. And coach was calling more plays for me. He kept me out there longer. I was playing, you know, sixteen, seventeen straight minutes, and like when majority of the starters were on the bench, I was the only starter on the floor. So <laughs> I got the ball every play. 
And, you know, I just went from there. And, like, I was at the peak of my powers. Like, I felt like the only thing I was looking at was the rim. That yeah. boy said I was at the peak of my powers. Yeah, <laughs> was, like, the goal got big. Yeah, yeah. I was just, yeah, I wasn't thinking about nothing but just dominating every time I got the ball. Like, just oh, not just scoring, but just, like, being, yeah. being trying to be as perfect as I can with all Doing my everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Making the right decisions. Yeah, yeah. Like, that took you know. me back, though. That yeah. game took me back to when we had – had the last time we came out to the bay and we chilled which when you was talking about how I'm really trying to be efficient at this. I was like, bro, yeah. remember what we were looking at? I said, bro, he just look how he playing. Yeah, <laughs> he I'm fucking yeah. around with the game right now. Yeah, he turning waste. on him, getting to his spot. Like, he's still trying to do the same shit. Yeah. He's just not going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's making moves before they can even decide yeah, the, the double the team or not. Like, like, this is what I'm about to not. do this. I mean, you can... You had to make a decision on our team. Like, our guys are moving so much on the backside, so if I got on on the post, you couldn't be staring at me. You had to also always be in a clay and step body because they move so well off the ball. So I'm just waiting on you to just uh, – a split second. If you off their body for a split second, and you, I throw to them, they shooting. So I'm just waiting, baiting guys. I just really was having fun with the game because they couldn't stop me, and I could make every pass in the book. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, our offense was clicking. We know that you was following the game plan, and you yeah. know most of the times when guys do have big games, they kind of they go a lot outside of the plays, mm-hmm. or you know. But what be frustrating me sometimes with like reporters, yeah, it's like y- y'all cover this game and y'all do this game so much. So when we kind of say like, "No, I just played within the floor of the offense." They act like they ain't understanding in yeah. basketball terms what the fuck we yeah. talking about. We so talented and skilled to outside world, they don't feel like our game has any structure. So they yeah. don't believe we run plays. They don't yeah. believe we come down and get into a set. Yeah. Like we run a set, we go over our plays every day. We might improvise more so than any other sport. Yeah. But majority of that is based off of something. Like we yeah. coming down, getting into a pick and roll. We got a couple options out of it, but your best players can improvise. And that's what we did. Steph improvised, Clay, myself, Draymond. And, but we had a set template of how we wanted to play. And that's what we all tried to abide by. Especially once we got cuz, we really felt like, why well, we got a center now and that we could throw the ball to in the post. So we had added another dimension to the team that we had to give up some stuff to other players. Steph had to take less shots. I had to. Clay, Draymond had to have less opportunities to get cuz involved. So... That's the part of offense I'm talking about. Yeah. You played against Kobe and them in the year they won the championship in the back-to-back. Mm-hmm. They had Phil as a coach. Yeah. And you know that they run one play. Yeah. What do you think about that triangle offense and that one play of how this couldn't be it got the so options many, from it? It got so many yeah. options. <laughs> It all just – it all derives from, like, the post and the mid-post. So when they was throwing the ball into Andrew Bynum, like, the little stuff that we was doing to take – Centers out of their actions, we couldn't do. Like, we couldn't front Andrew Bynum. Because they had a it, corner man. Yeah, there's no backside help. So, like, you <laughs> yeah. had to stay behind him when they got a guy in the corner and a guy in the wing. So, yeah. like, our big had to play behind Andrew Bynum. Like, yeah. you can't guard him. He's yeah. too big. He and, turned around. And even though it was, like you said, it was one play, you know how we got it scouted. It was like 40 plays. Yeah, yeah. It was they 40 put him up in one. All right, this is this wrinkle out of it. And it was yep. called this or called that. And it was, yep. you know, and then when Lamar Odom came into the game, you got to watch the line, watch the line. <laughs> he throwing up to the elbow. He throwing up to the wing. And he running hard and shit off the other yeah. elbow for the lob. Like, they had so many trick plays and sets. And Kobe was just a master. He, like, he was just like an orchestrator of that shit. Like, yeah. he coming off and he dropping down. And I, I might pass this time, but I'm going to pull up the next time. Phil Jackson made sure that offense was a pressure release. You could not overhelp. I mean, over deny. You couldn't, like, get yeah, to the passing behind, lanes. Yeah. You couldn't double team. You had to play straight up. And you had to play inside the three-point line. <laughs> Mike was posting up. And you couldn't front him. You're going to have to take that. Kobe, <laughs> you can't deny. Do none of that extra shit. You can't do all that extra You, you got to play that. straight up. And that's what Phil Jackson understood. You get the best players that play around the basket and – you got the triangle, you gonna win. Takes winning. <laughs> That's a smart ass system, man. <laughs> smart fucking system. So smart. Know. Like you deny one person, another person cut. It was like the, she was like Pristons, <laughs> Pristons all They like, backdoor your ass and all that shit. And then on the other end, they got a strategy for defense too. Mm-hmm. They funneling you to the bigs when Kobe had power and minor. Yeah. But when he was with the Bulls, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen was roaming, and they was going to steal everything. You and couldn't turn going. your back on them because yeah. 
Mike and Scotty was swiping hard every time and they out. They had strategies on both sides and Steve Kerr had the same thing, like strategy on both sides. You know what I'm saying? And like you could tell he got that from Phil Pop. And that's what great coaches have. They bring both sides together and have strategies for that shit. Not no roll the balls out and play. We gonna figure this out. I wanna call a couple of names out there because you a big NBA historic and can you just kinda tell us what you used to love about that person game. Yeah. Scotty Pippen. Uh, his versatility, you know what I'm saying? Somebody that can get off the glass, push, make plays and transition. But in that triangle, he was making plays from the mid post, taking dudes off the dribble, throwing dimes. Like he did everything for him, and he kind of was the glue for that team. And you know, and then physically, to be that strong with those long arms and good hands, he was a nightmare on defense. T Mac. Yeah, his hezzy jump shot, I literally worked on that every day and for, like, yeah, still to this day, just because I seen him do it. Mm. Big dog, Glenn Robinson. He was just a natural scorer. Somebody that got, like, there's some players that you, you've seen some players in the league that, like, you don't know how they get buckets, but they just score. He was one of those dudes, he didn't have a for show, for show, go-to move where he wasn't giving you all this extra stuff, but he was just flat out getting buckets. Like First person that dunked on me in the league. And it dunk? was his fault. He, he pushed me. <laughs> pushed you into the... Uh, pushed me into a lob. You know, when, when you push a person and you playing defense, that means he's not playing defense. Yeah, that means like, he's not in position. Yeah. yeah, man, get nah, on over there. Yeah, like, nah. he's scared. Supposed to be my brother. Big, and big, he got my ass dunked on. My first ever dunk on ever in the NBA. Big, big dog, dog, Glenn Robinson. Average 30 in college. He was tough. Man. Big dog was tough. Serious. Purdue, man. you know, I got, he right there next door to Illinois. Indiana, he was right? I got to see there, all man. that. Held out as a rookie, said, pay me, then came in and gave everybody the big. He averaged 20 that first year? What? He was rookie of the year? Yeah, Wait, everybody up. Big, big dog fucked up the money, though. <laughs> I'm talking about, he came out and asked for 100. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I said, damn, dog. 100. Yeah, that one came out for 100. I said, damn. I think he got like 70 or something. He got a bag, though. He got like 70, though. Five year deal. Oh, well, they, yeah. put that, they put that thing in after yeah. him. They said, nah, hold on. <laughs> when he came out, that yeah. boy doing what he just yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. And then he showed up, so it solidified yeah. it like, nah, he was worth it. So yeah. they knew somebody else was going to Somebody else coming after that. That's when KG, did KG come after that? He Soon. Got, yeah, I think J.O. Right? had to, he didn't get the little rookie skill. J.O. came out with a bag. Like, that's mm-hmm. why when I be messing with him, like, man, y'all, y'all too rich, bro. Y'all boys were before any of the scales and everything was going on. You the number two hundred. pick. You asked for the hundred. Oh, yeah, let me get a hundred. If I seen somebody before <laughs> me getting that, come on, man. Feel? Let me get that off top. <laughs> well, you, bro, I asked like six questions, though, bro, and you ain't say a shit. You killing it, bro. Yeah, you been going in, B. I'm trying to, like... You doing your job. Give me some thought, man. Give me some something. <laughs> uh, what you thought about the, the USA team? Man I, man, I just thought they were a young group. Like, you, I wasn't expecting them to go yeah. over there and dominate. Like, I, I was expecting them to win, but yeah. I wasn't expecting them to, you know, go just dominate these teams that have been playing together for so long. Yeah. That's smart. Experience, yeah. know how to play in that overseas game because you can sit in the paint, course smaller, three point line closer. You got to play a half court game. It's just a different game, and those players were young, so I felt like they went over there and learned a lot and do you feel qualified like the, us. Do you feel like the world is getting better? No. Nah. Nah, if we had like our best it? players, we'd have easily won that tournament. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like we'd have, if we'd have had. That's what I said. They talking yeah, all yeah, that we, stuff about yeah. it's going to be a time no where way. the USA ain't going to win. Like, I don't see it. Not with <laughs> binoculars, not with, no a, not with a telescope. No I don't way. see it. Now we, we, got, <clears throat> we send all A squad. It ain't even close. You know, now when you got dudes from the United States playing ball to put food on the table, this young is hungry out here. Like, it ain't happening. We got the most athletic and the most talented and skilled players, and we got one of the best coaches in all the sports, in Popovich. Yeah. So we should be straight. Who's your favorite NBA team of all time? That's a good question. And can you name they starting five? I mean, it's 2017 Warrior team. That was your favorite? For, I mean, I was one of the 
crispiest basketball teams I've, <laughs> I've seen. That was just flawless basketball, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> the was it oh one Lakers two thousand two thousand they swept uh, the two thousand two thousand one two thousand two. Yeah, that was one of my favorite teams too. And uh, and uh, Steve Steve Nash first MVP team. That's when they start running. Yeah, that that mob was nice. Yeah, nah, he, he liked the one that you got. He said the first trade, first team. Nah, that was my second team. year he won MVP. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Appreciate <laughs> that. You know what I'm saying? The original team, the, the fun and guns times. Oh four, five. Can you, can you name your favorite NBA moments? Mm, yeah, making it to the finals, 2012. That game was after that game. That was one of the best moments. Obviously, winning in 2017. That was that took me on another level. I was on a different high after that. Getting drafted, you know, that just changed my life in a matter of seconds. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's my whole Stop thought process. Yeah, my whole thought process what about changed. Like just NBA history moments. Right? Oh, outside of mine, man, when I would say when Kobe won his the the back to back year, we had played them that year. I think we played them in the first round. And so to see them go through the playoffs, yeah. that was a memorable moment because it's my first playoffs and then losing to the champs. Same, that was pretty, you know, out, yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool as a young player. But to see Kobe though, like you know, what I'm saying, and get that Shaq. You know, people saying couldn't win without Shaq and all yeah. that other stuff. You could tell that he felt. <laughs> you could tell he felt liberated after that one. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying like he was done proving himself, but. Then the Vince Carter dunk contest, that that shit was when it was in Oakland. We had a game that day in high school. Had a game, and I, we after the game, we instantly went over one of the homeboy house, and I seen that dunk contest. Yeah. It was like one of the most amazing. Dunk it was contests. a good crew though. It wasn't just nah, Vince, Steve, like it was Francis, T Mac. Was Larry that. Hughes in that one? I don't know. I don't think it was. It was, was somebody like oh, uh, well, it might have been. Yeah, I think Larry Hughes might have been in that. Might have been in that one. I don't know, but nah, it was just overall, like you say, it was, it was just a good crew. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That one right yeah, That's that changed how I looked at all of this shit too. Because <clears throat> to see somebody throw the twenty legs for the first time, yeah, and put their arm in the rim, that was that was different. This a good one. Start bench cut. Steph, Russ, and Kyrie. God damn! <laughs> I gotta play this game. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yo, I don't know. That's uh, hard. I, I, I. <laughs> Who you going with? Damn, that's tough. Y'all put me on the spot like that. I can't cut either one it. of them dudes. <laughs> nah, yo, I'm going to pass on that one. Yo, I don't want no smoke with nobody. <laughs> that was be a I don't one. want no smoke. I, that was a smart answer. You, know you got to start carrying. I don't want no smoke. <laughs> From your draft, if you had to pick two other guys to play three on three with. Who was the other two guys from your draft that you have picked to play three on three with? Hmm. Margasol. He was in that draft. You was uh, second round, huh? Yep, late second round. Crazy. Um, and Conley, Mike Conley. Mike Conley. Ooh. Conley was the fourth pick that year. Grid and uh, grind. Conley. Yep. I think that's a good good spot for him in Utah. Yeah. I think him and Donovan oh. going They've been well. looking for that point guard for a while. Yeah. I since D Will left, they've been looking for that type of point guard. Yeah, they definitely have D Will in Utah. Was crazy out there. That's a culture right there. That's that like that Utah gonna always like they always play that like that. That tough, yeah. hard as shit. They gonna move the ball, play pick and roll heavy. They gonna always keep two bigs on the court. <laughs> I'd rather play for any team in the NBA except for Utah. I never <laughs> want to live in Utah. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I never wanted to go to Utah. Yeah. Like it was like every time we went to Utah, it was nobody. I'm talking went nobody. to the mall, nobody in the mall. I'm talking about nobody. like we, nobody. And we had to play them twice up there every year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Andre Iguodala was like, "Yeah, we trying to, we trying to take our time to go to Utah." <laughs> yeah, we was like, we played them in the playoffs. It's like, yo, we rather go play the Clippers, man. Yeah, it was like and we hope like, they lose, so we want to play them in the second round. That's fucked up. Yeah, that was fucked up. We said that. <laughs> <laughs> they treated us well in Utah, man. You left a championship team in Golden State, and I know, like, when you left OKC, you took something with you. 
now you left Golden State. What are you taking with you from that experience in Golden State that you're going to kind of implement to the future of moving forward? How Golden State ran an organization every day. Like, it was a family organization. Eric Housen, who's the equipment manager, like, no, nah, I don't even want to call him that. Like, he did everything for the Warriors from yeah. setting up flights to dinner reservations to getting the equipment. But those type of people there, the framework of the organization, that's what's going to hold your group up. That's yeah. going to hold the team up. And, like, seeing that every day in OKC, seeing it in Golden State, that's just two different perspectives and how they handle things. Like, I'm telling myself I'm going to take that to the Nets. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, they, shit, they already got their shit in order already. Yeah. Oh, you know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they already perfect. They got yeah. everything that both of these organizations had, yeah. too. So even though they're a young and up-and-coming franchise, but more so than anything, it's just experience. A lot of these guys haven't been in the championship round and don't know the focus it takes to get through a series, you know what I'm saying? Because like, a lot of guys are young, haven't been in that position. Game five, you know, when the series tied or being down 0-2, I didn't experience every situation in the playoffs, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So I can provide some type of experience to the younger guys who haven't been there, along with Kyrie, who's been a champion too. So, yeah. you know, that's more so than anything. But once I got into Brooklyn, I, I had this view on how I wanted to approach how this. And I was like, run. I had to just totally throw that out the door because – they, are, they got the championship mindset already, I feel. Let me ask you this. Out of all the teammates you done play with, if you can pick four to create a starting lineup mm. with, who was the other four players that you would pick? Out of all your teammates you had and your current roster mm-hmm. right now with Brooklyn. Kyrie, James Harden, myself, Draymond at the four. Um, I play. I ain't play with no like all star centers. Yeah. But I'll say. What's my guy from Toronto? The, the Surge. Surge. Yeah, I, yeah. I could put Surge. I was. Is yeah. Adam, did you play with Adam? I played with Steve too. Uh, Steve. Uh, I would put Surge at the five. So. Uh, Kyrie, James Harden, you, Draymond, and Serge. Yeah, that's the team. Yeah, because we can switch everything on D, and we got all world scorers and facilitators and block shots. We got block shots. Yeah, that's a perfect team. That's a good lineup. Outside of your shoe, your collection, who you rocking with? All the Nike guys. I mean, that's all I'm talking about anyway. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'm a, you know, I'm well, representing too. I ain't, too. I ain't talking about yeah. no three yeah. stripes, no no under armor, no none. This is you know all under the same yeah. umbrella. Jordan brand, Nike. Yes. This is exactly. what we do. Swoosh. Brand new joints, fire. I like his new joints. New joints is crazy. I like his icon joints, like them pink joints he just dropped. Okay, crazy. His line always dope. Kai's is fire. His next shoe. You see his his joint that look like the Yeezy. Yeah. It's about to be crazy. P- I mean, come on, bro. Like, PG got some fire. I want to see what Giannis' next shoe look like. But His first shoe was hard. The fir- Coming to America joints is His whole crazy. theme is fire. <laughs> he got a Greek guy. Yeah, man. Like, his, yeah, he got a, he, got, it, he hit it out the park for the yeah, first they shoe. Doing I'm, it. I'm not yeah. mad at him. He got a dope You know what? His shoe instantly remind me of how big the Nike sign and all that stuff was. The old Dennis Robbins, yeah, Robbins, you know, yeah. like the, how the night sound is not in the same spot or nothing. But as soon as I seen it, it made me think about mm-hmm. Dennis Robbins. Yeah, sure. yep. different. Like different. I like how I like I like everything they doing with Giannis. Like he gonna be a, a mega star and like he got next. Yeah, for sure. The boardroom is hosted by one of my favorite college players mm-hmm. ever. I'm not a big. <laughs> Duke fan, but I love yeah. Jay Will. Jay, Jay Will was, was hard. Yeah. <laughs> he was tough. I got he a was, year in against him. We played yeah, him one year at Duke. He was nice. He was tough. Speak on like the boardroom, man. I feel like that's good for the culture. It's, it was, it's bigger than what people actually think it is. It's, what what it's made what you, you come up with? To, yeah, I think I, what made me come up with it, it, well, not just me, like our whole team is like we are really interested in the business side of sports, you know, what these athletes are doing for themselves and their brands outside the game. So, you know, on the boardroom, we not we don't just talk about businesses, cultures, mm-hmm. state of current events, it's like all that yeah. stuff in one, but the brand behind the show is to, 
give people insight on what goes yeah. on behind the scenes with contracts to endorsements to marketing everything with these athletes and obviously pushing stuff through socials and on ESPN plus hopefully is informative content yeah you, you seek information and then one of the shows that is presented out there for you to get the information like mm-hmm. a lot of these cats were like we don't know we was just talking to previous guests and it was like man we want structured Mm. Where nobody was telling us how to control the money, mm. what, what what we supposed to do with the money, exactly. And so for exactly. when we send people in other cultures, they not like us. Soon we get some money, we take care of moms, yeah. sister, brother, everything. Yeah. Yeah. But in other cultures, now nah, you take care of yourself. Yeah. I don't got to own pay for your family members and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Man, it's a different. I mean, we all grew up. We grew up different, you know. Yeah. In our culture, you know, we were surviving for all those years, and then we get some money. We got to take care of all the we stuff. Got to take care of all you stuff. know. And then as you elevate, you know, you start to think about how can you, you know, look past just yourself or your kids or their grandkids, like farther than that, you know. And, We've been at the time that we're in that I'm in right now. The league is booming, you know what yeah. I'm saying. So they is they paying us so much on these deals, and it's on us to take it a little farther than our parents did, and yeah. you know try to create something that's generational. So you know we we're in a great time right now. We can we can dream to the moon, you yeah. know what I'm saying. And they providing us a lot of capital to do so. Obviously, we know you got to you know do major major rehab and that's at the top of the list of what yeah. you're doing this year but with you being out what's your plans for this year like as, as a overall like i know you got the boardroom yeah. your 35 ventures are yeah. you doing anything stepping taking that opportunity to do stuff with that or yeah. what are you doing with your with that you know this unforeseen free time you yeah. gonna have that's the first time I man I, I have a basically a whole year if i want it you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying to kind of just focus on like you said rehab first but I feel like I'm an entrepreneur. Right. I start my own company. I'm doing, producing content, doing, you know, investing in tech, you know, just got AU programs back at home, trying to create jobs for my families back yeah. at home. You know, so I feel like I got so much stuff in my head that I want to do as just like a young person in the world, you know, just like any other human being. But having some time off of work and still getting paid is probably different. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, I'm very blessed when it comes to that. <laughs> so, uh, and actually being in the greatest city in the world, New York, where you got so many options to get into whatever you want. So, you know, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, but just knowing that I can think about pretty much anything and I got resources, is it's going to be cool. Man, he was talking about this the other day. We seen OBJ... Duncan hitting the home run. Windmill. Like how athletic. Have you ever seen anybody? Nah, nobody with, like that. Like OG. You seen that clip we talking about, yeah. right? He palm Duncan crazy. Taking out windmilling between the legs. I seen him throw. A, I seen him through like an eighty mile an hour fastball one time. Like he could do everything out there. He yeah, throwing the football almost the length of the field. Like he hitting home runs. Yeah. Like he pujols. Yeah, he can play both. He can. He can do a couple sports. He can do the Dion shit if he wanted to. Prime. Like, he can play baseball if he wanted to. Prime. <laughs> like, he can steal a couple bases. NBA just set a rule for tampering, $10 million. Like, what do you think about, like, that rule of the tampering? Because it's like you're going to find another player for talking to another player telling them to come play with you? Yeah, I mean. But I know you can't. The owners now can't do it, but it's like. What's the restriction is that tamper? <laughs> yeah, like they, I don't know. The they saying they it. did it because by midnight too many deals was done already. <laughs> they saying it was definitely like how you go. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like at midnight they announcing them. <laughs> we yeah. ain't starting to negotiate. We announcing the deals right at midnight, so they yeah. knew it was already being some deals being made. So that's what they trying to avoid. I mean, but nowadays these dudes know exactly what these organizations are about. They got friends in these organizations. They can ask questions so easily. Like you ain't got to talk to nobody. It. Like, yeah, if, it's gonna be if hard. If I really wanted to just do it, I'm a player X talk to player B. Yep. You say this yep. to me. Yep. And if you need research on the organization, it's so easy to go on YouTube, Google, yeah, Instagram. So you know what I mean, so you can read up and get your info. All through the net So it's pretty I mean You're gonna see more Of those deals Being done at at midnight You know Or whenever the, that, that time is But It's gonna be hard To kind of police that, oh, yeah, that. Are we giving Y'all giving out gift That's for me 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We got to show our appreciation for you know what I'm talking about. Easy money snipe coming through. Rocking with the gang. Finally, I got the knuckleheads, black box in the building, man. A few goodies. Got the, you know, the little hats. T-shirts, hoodies, and you know that 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 very Dang, special. Right like that that's logo a, on the back. Man, put this one up somewhere, y'all. No, get that though now. So, so I'm saying, go ahead, take that picture with the knuckleheads, with the Kevin Durant man. personal live, Hennessy. Right, when you very win that championship, special. you got to pop that. You know what I'm saying, brother? When you win that championship, you got to pop that. Let them know the knuckleheads. I'm pop something else for the chip if I get there, but this might be. I might pop this when I get out of here. For the household. Oh man, thank you for coming, man. You know what I'm saying? So that's a wrap, man. Live on location, NYC. My man, Easy Money Snipe. Yes, sir. Part dough. Yes, came sir. Came through us, you know what I'm saying? We like family, y'all. You know what I'm saying? He, 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 you know what I'm saying? He just stopped through whenever he feel like it. You know, this is how, you know, come through. Uninvited house guests. He got the open invitation whenever, y'all, man. Check him out. To all the Knucklehead fans, much love, much love. We appreciate the support. And all the, all the love we've been getting, don't forget to check us out and subscribe and download on Apple, iTunes, or Spotify, wherever you check out podcasts, wherever they're available, we out here. Get at us, download, continue to support. We got some real heat coming. Yak. The players tribute.com